Hey, 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 Cool Sword Collective. It is yours truly, everybody's homegirl, Rashawn Ali. Hope you're doing well wherever you are. And I hope that a smile is on your face because you decided to click on this episode. Yes. So speaking of which, I need for you all to leave your reviews on iTunes. Give us a five-star review so that we can push ourselves to the top. We were back at the top a long time ago. But hey, we are moving back towards that spot. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at Kusura and Facebook as we are revamping. We are rebranding. And I'm really excited about the new direction that we are going so that we can grow the brand. Okay, today you are joined by a Kusura of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. And she's very special to me because I was, along with several other beautiful women, responsible for, you know, bringing her into the sisterhood at the Beta Alpha chapter at Florida A&M University. So I'm really happy to have this amazing woman. And you will feel so beautiful, so wild and free with the founder of this particular movement, BWF Woman, Erin Marie. You are going to love it. Okay, so here is Beautiful, Wild and Free with Air Marie. Enjoy. You know you gotta be a cool soror to talk to the cool soror herself. I'm a cool soror. Hey y'all, I am a cool soror of What's up y'all, I'm a cool soror of Hi, I am a cool soror of Podcast hosted by me, Rashawn Ali. Hi, Erin. Hey, how are you? I am doing well. How are you? I am so good. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my yes, goodness. this is outstanding. And uh, this has been a long time coming. So I just want to thank your publicist, Danielle, who's amazing. Yes. And she stays not, she not only stays on you, she stays on me. I'm just following up, just following oh, up. Right. <laughs> exactly. Right, right, right. But, you know, I, you know, I've been, I've always admired you, even when we were in school, although obviously you were younger and um, we had the opportunity to usher you into the Beta Alpha chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, which we'll get into later. But just um, watching you over the years um, as you have created this amazing movement that was birthed through pain. Um, I, I can't wait to, to, to let everybody or allow everybody to hear your story. But let's tell everybody a little bit about you, where you're from, what, 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 what moved you to go to FAMU. Let's, let's start there, because I always like to go back. First of all, you are a cool soror of what sorority? Oh, that would be Alpha Kappa Alpha, okay? The yes. Alpha chapter, to be yes. correct. Yes. yes. If we want to be accurate, if we want to take it all the way home. Yes. Yes, got to take it all the way home. That's right. Florida Agriculture Mechanical University, just That's to be right. exact. The highest of seven. Seven hills. hills. Yes. 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 <laughs> all right. So tell us why you chose FAMU. Um, obviously, the School of Business was, uh, was a, a deciding factor, but why FAMU? Right. So I'm a native Floridian, and so honestly... You know, I felt like I had been at FAMU. Like, I had gone to all of the classics. I had seen the marching band. I even went to band camp when I was Yes! Okay. <laughs> okay. And so I was in this recruitment event with the Dr. Frederick Humphreys. Because, wow. you know, he represented on a whole nother level. And he was handing out scholarships. And he said, if you can get this ACT score with your GPA, you can have a full ride. And my parents were like, oh, that's where it's at. So, yes. 
I got to work. I hit the books. I got my ACT score. I got a full academic scholarship. And that's how I ended up in FAM. Yes, yes, I know. And it was just uh, that experience. I always tell people those experiences, especially in the HBCU, and no disrespect to PWS. I hate that we always have to say that when yeah. we say my experience at a at an HBCU was, I can't, it's, it's priceless. Tell me how you feel about having attended Florida A&M University and wearing it on your chest. I literally have my little koozie with yes. water in it right now. I mean, yes. I carry it with me every day. Yeah. All Tell me about time. your experience. Yeah. It was the best choice ever. I totally underestimated how great it was going to be. And now that my son is actually matriculating and he chose an HBCU as well, I'm just like, I'm trying to find the words to express to him the fact that this experience is going to leave him speechless. Yes. And that's how it was for me. When I stepped up on the yard, let me tell you, I saw Daya Irene Bates, I saw <laughs> Crystal Green, and then I saw B. Rashad Ali, and I was just like, oh, pink and green everywhere. <laughs> oh my gosh, it was all I could see, it was all I knew, and I was like, I don't know how to do this. Right. With these, with these girls, because they are clearly on a level, but I'm about to be on that level with them. Wow. Whatever I have to do. So, yes. yeah, it was magical. It was so divinely oriented. Mm -hmm. I'm just so blessed. I yeah. Wouldn't thing. I would not change a thing. Yeah, I, I absolutely feel the same way. Like, fam, you saved my life. I have a shirt. I was like, should I wear that? Or should I put on some Trace and Nicole? So I just went ahead and put on Trace and Nicole. <laughs> yes. But I literally was going to put on a shirt that said, fam, you saved my life. I mean, yeah. the reason why I'm in this home, the reason why, like, it just, obviously God has ordained all of this. Right. But to be able to follow that path, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it uh, for the world. I would not change it for the world. So let's talk a little bit. I mean, obviously, we have to talk about you and your movement because it is absolutely phenomenal. Um, you are the CIO, Chief Inspiration Officer of BWF Woman LLC. What is a Chief Inspiration Officer? <laughs> it is the person who recognizes that they are the servant. Like I am the one who is here to bring the inspiration. If I ha ever had an assignment from God, if there was ever a job description written for me, it would be to ensure that no other woman walks alone. Mm -hmm. That you know that there is someone who is there with you who understands. And if I don't understand that I'm gonna find a resource to bring in to help you. Right. So that is my assignment on this earth. It is to inspire, it is to motivate, it is to keep women believing and shifting and changing those mindsets so that they can elevate and live this extraordinary life that I feel like we have a right to. Yeah, so, so, you know, we all have a journey. And I feel like for me, um, I was talking to one of my good friends, AJ Joyner, who's really responsible for the Cool Sword podcast and really just helping me to like really focus in on the other gifts that I had. He was talking about a book called The Second Mountain. And, you know, in life, we go over that first mountain learning and, and exploring and really learning how to be who we are. But then that second mountain is when you reach a different level of vibration. I feel mm. like you're on, mm. you're in that vibration because I feel like I am. And it is something, that magic is yeah. something serious. Can you yeah. tell us about the, your uh, walk in the second mountain, Ooh. getting there? Yeah. Let me tell you, I mean, we started with FAMU, and honestly, that's where it started for me. I think we coined that term Chocolate City, like mm -hmm. FAMU was Chocolate City, right? And all I can say is we had choices and options. There were so many fine brothers 
up in Chocolate City. Okay, we had choices and options. And I got hooked up with my college sweetheart. We got married in college. We ended up having two children. We, we had this life that I went into it with this picture of. And I could see that there was going to be this two-story house. And I saw a three-car garage. And I saw good jobs and traveling and fun. And I had this picture in my mind. But what do you do when the picture mm. that you have in your mind is not your reality? It is not your reality. And for me, it wasn't my reality. Being married to him, um, and I have to take responsibility. I caused and allowed myself to slip out of the confidence that I knew I had, the way that my daddy raised me. You know, he told me I was more beautiful on the inside than I could ever be on the outside. I, I lost all of that. And I got to the point where the entire marriage crumbled. And um, we were starting to talk about divorce, to be mm. honest. And one day I came home and I walked in the door and it was, it was dark. I had my one-year-old baby girl on my hip. And you know how your heels click against yeah. the door? Yeah. Well, they were clicking extra loud almost as though there were an echo in the room. And I flipped on the light switch for shine and everything was gone. And I knew we were in a bad place, but I didn't know that it was that bad. I didn't know that that's what was going to happen. And I crumbled to the floor. I cried until I couldn't cry anymore. And that represented what I think probably would be the first mountain. Ooh. But because of God, because of, I think, the grace that he had, he showed me a pathway to rediscovering myself. And he showed me that if I would share this message with other women, that they would be able to succeed. And now that's what BWF Woman does. We, we are the place where a community where spiritual women who want more learn how to live like really live that extraordinary life and i'm living yeah. right now yeah. wow yeah so oh my god that was very that was heavy yeah when did you know that when did you all know because obviously it was it was kind of a collective thing that it wasn't working yeah it was at least a good year before that and we talked about counseling i thought that there would be a way to work through it. I wanted to keep the marriage. I, we had two kids, you know, that I was concerned about. I felt like God was who he said he would be and that everything would be restored and everything would be okay. But sometimes God has a different plan. You know, sometimes there's a different plan for you. And so um, I think we knew about a year in, in, in advance and it just kind of deteriorated from there. Yeah, yeah. So after you're crying and for hours that you didn't have any more tears with your one, obviously you probably put her to bed, one-year-old baby. Mm -hmm. And then, then something was birthed from that moment. And this is that movement. Yes. But how did you even muster up enough strength, strength to know that, okay, I'm not doing this alone. I have to tell my story. And tell me about the time yes. as far as, as, as time with birthing BWF. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So as I was sitting there crying and literally just until about two o'clock in the morning, it had been hours, I felt this warmth and I just felt a deep reassurance that even though I didn't have a person to talk to and even though I thought I had a picture in my mind, 
I felt a reassurance that God had been with me the entire time and that he was there with me right then and there. Yeah. And in that moment, I was reminded, it was almost like it came rushing back to me, who I was, who I was created to be. It was, it was ethereal. I can't even really explain it. I remembered who I was. Yeah. And God said to me in my heart, I could feel it. He said, you know, if you are willing to listen to what you know to be true, then I'm going to restore everything. I'm going to bring this thing full circle and you will see it. But you have to be willing. You have to be willing to do the work. And I said in that moment, I'm willing to do the work. And the work was starting my day off differently, Rashawn. I think a lot of people get up in the morning. If you were like me, first thing you check is IG, you check your Facebook, phone, yep. you check that dating app. You know what I'm saying? You try to see you swipe. Yeah. You, all, you know, you all on these other, this other tip. And I was just like, okay, what do you want me to do? And God was like, I want you to start with me. I want you to start with me and not with all of these other priorities, these things that you've made important that aren't really important. And so I started spending time with myself. And we talk about self-love, and I think it's a popular topic. People talk about tea, and I, you know, I have my little tea right here and all of this and that and taking a warm bath. But real self-love, I think, is healing your mind. It's willing to do the work to have a different set of beliefs because anything you want to achieve is possible anything anything absolutely anything and if you can really grasp that but it's hard to do that if you are constantly being distracted in your life with everything else besides focusing in on your relationship with God and your relationship with yourself Woo, girl I mean okay let me just go back (laughs) to healing your mind yes what people don't understand is that no, people do understand there is a process of healing your mind. And I have been on that process over the last year. I have been very open about my therapy. I've been very open about um, how I have changed my morning routine after reading uh, The Miracle Morning by Hal Elrod. And I literally have seen things change in my life. And it started with gratitude. It started with gratitude. Where did it start with you? Yes, yes. The first place that it started with me was God reminding me that I had never been alone. Mm-hmm. Because there are lies. I think the thing that discourages people when they're trying to heal their minds and they're trying to change their minds is they, they immediately confront a wall of lies. Their old beliefs. And those old beliefs have just been built up over time. But All you have to do is change your position. If you just turn around the other way, you'll see that there's a whole nother set of beliefs. And it's not a wall, but it's a staircase. And if you just take it one step at a time, one step, one belief at a time. So the first belief that I had to shift was that I had never been alone, that I was always accompanied by greatness and that I had greatness internally and this was something that I could be thankful for. Yeah. 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 Wow. That you were never alone. Never. Okay. So I want to I want to go through the steps of when you wrote it down. He gave you the vision of BWF and it's beautiful, wild, free. That's right. Why those three words? <laughs> God told me, he said, I'm going to make you beautiful, wild, and free again. Because I felt the opposite. I felt ugly, unattractive. I felt like I didn't have confidence. I felt 
like I couldn't move in this world the way that I had envisioned, you know, almost like bound by these ideas, by these oh. beliefs. The attachments, the attachments. The attachments, yes. yes. The codependency, right? The, the, the belief that you have to um, watch other people succeed and that their success is, is only for them, is, is not for you. That maybe you're too late. You know, maybe you're too old or it's over for you. Like that, that rise that you had, that that was then, but this is now. That set of beliefs, that was huge. Yeah. That was huge. And what I started doing was journaling. I started writing down what I felt, what I was being told in those moments. And it started out small, Rashawn. It was like five minutes, 10 minutes. One day I looked up and it had been 30 minutes and I started looking forward to that time, spending time with myself, spending time with my creator, learning about me and, and envisioning a bigger future for me than I could have ever imagined for myself. It was way beyond that two-story house, honey. Way yes. beyond. Way. Yes. yes. <laughs> it's so funny that, um, you know, time can go by. Um, but the way that you and I are like really seemingly aligned at this very moment. So the things that you're saying, I'm already doing and have done. When I tell you, you can truly manifest anything that you want. And I our baby sister, um, um, Melissa Mitchell, ABL yes. Creations. Yes. I, she's almost like a big sister to me because of the way she has shown me how manifestation works. But then you have to learn how to implement that, like truly implement it into your life. That's right. To understand, because you look at people, and this, we're humans, we're like, man, what? She's getting everything, oh my God, what do I have to do? How do I have to change my life? With the journaling and writing it down. How have you, when you go back to some of your journal entries, because now that I'm, I'm doing that, and mm -hmm. seeing those things come to life, Yes. Can you please tell the people that are here how real that moment is? And yes. if they do it and stay to it and, and stick with it, those things can happen for them as well. Yes, yes. And I was actually on the phone with Melissa last week. So, wow. yes, we were talking it up, you know, because you have to surround yourself in your circle. But that's a whole nother story. That's a whole nother chapter. Let me answer your question. So I teach a process in my class, my master class, manifestation master class. And I looked back over my journal. It had been years. I hadn't missed a day, Rashawn. When, when I felt God said me, told me to sit down, I took him seriously and I did what he said, you know what I mean? And I didn't miss a day for over three and a half years. And I started looking back at my journal and I started seeing a pattern. I saw a trend. I saw nine key areas of my life that God had been moving and working in. And those nine key areas, I created a framework around. And now I teach women how to manifest. Because I think sometimes we live beneath our divine privileges. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. We have divine privileges. And we live so far beneath them that a quick manifestation, I Girl, let me tell you, I help people get the quickest manifestations and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. that. It was sitting right there the whole time. All you had to do was just change your perspective. We change your viewpoint. We change your mindset. We help you to be able to see things a little differently. And in that process, you saw something that was sitting there the whole time for you. So just imagine that everything that you desire 
is actually with you right now. Right now. Right now. Literally. Right now. And it's just yours for the taking. Right. Somebody just asked a question. I'm going to steal it. I don't, let me, I want to give the person credit. Um, Spencer, E. Spencer Reigns, what's your framework and what do you believe? That's a great question. Yes. A, yeah. Yes. So everything that I teach is, is founded in the word of God because God saved my life. You know, we, we say family saved our lives, family saved our lives. And even higher than that, I think God saved my life. I don't think I know. Right, right. So right. I can't take any credit. All I, all I did was listen to what he told me to do. And when I look back over that, those years of journaling, and that's kind of where my Good Morning Beautiful posts come from, they literally are just what God was telling me. I'm glad that they might bless somebody else, but I'm just sharing what God told me. I saw a pattern, and I saw that there were key manifestations in nine areas. They were spirit, soul, my relationship with a husband. I got married again. Right. I manifested a whole husband, honey. Not, <laughs> yes. Not a half a husband. A whole, a whole husband. husband. Right. Okay. After okay. That it was impossible for me after a divorce. Like, who would want me after a divorce and two kids? God was like, mm, mm -mm. no, I got a whole nother plan for you. Okay. I saw, um, I saw, you know, a fourth area, business and career. Mm -hmm. Right. I saw money manifestations. I had a business, an assisted living facility. I sold that facility. I ran it for six years successfully. We won awards. It, it was a total manifestation. Someone gave me $300,000 to start this business. I paid them back in two years. We ran that business for four more years. I sold it for almost a half a million dollars last wow. year. Wow. It was exactly what I wanted because I wanted to do a better job by the elderly because my, my grandmother had been mistreated in an adult daycare. And I was always passionate about not just women our age, but women who are older as well. So that was the whole impetus for that. But I saw manifestations around money. I saw manifestations around my home and where I lived, around my children, around my girlfriends, and around my body. And so now we divide that, that person's life up into those nine key areas, and we strategically attack, attack those areas in the beliefs the limiting beliefs in those areas that all you need to do is just flip the switch. Yes. You just got to flip it, right? Yes. You just got to flip it. Yeah. Yeah. It's easier said than done because I was trying to flip for so many years, but then I coupled my journey with God, with therapy uh, as well. Um, did you go through therapy when you were um, going through your divorce? And can you speak to that a little bit and how it helped you coupled yes. with God's grace? I still go to yes, therapy. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Look, the stigma around, especially in our community, around mental health is a real thing. It is real. And I used to actually work in pharma on a brand that was for mental illness. I worked for Eli Lilly and Company, and I worked on a depression brand. And we had task forces that would look at and analyze the Black community to see how we could better convince African-Americans that you, you can get mental health help and therapy is one way and all of these different ways we would create, right? I am still in therapy. I love my therapist. She is Ooh. amazing. I go to her at least once a month because see, this is the thing. There, there comes a point in time in your life where you can't really share everything with everybody, right? Okay, you start realizing this concept called healthy boundaries. I need to have some healthy boundaries. 
And I also began to see that there were certain levels of continuity that I needed to have in terms of the advice that was being given to me. So you, you know, typically you run over here and you talk to this girlfriend and you get this advice. You go over here, you talk to somebody else, they give you the exact opposite advice. It, it's confusing, right? And so going to and choosing a therapist, my therapist is an African-American woman. She's mm -hmm. Christian, she's certified, agreed, all of that good stuff. And she provides me with solid guidance that I then take back to the throne yeah. in my meditation because I am the ultimate decision maker in my life, right? I present it to God through prayer. I pray over it and then I implement. And that system has worked well for me. Yes, that's great. The women's lives that you've been able to see transform, does one or two stick out or do you just have praise moments with each and every person that has been transformed by your platform? Oh my goodness. Some of them are on right now. I'm looking up here <laughs> their names. Yes, awesome. so many. Oh my goodness. There's one in particular, there's Mel. She has a, a story similar to mine. She was, she was married, had two kids, and she had been divorced for many, many years. And she was in this place where when we got to that part of the framework, the relationship part, she was like, Aaron, there's nothing out here for me. If you've ever dated as an adult woman out here in these streets, you know there is some foolishness going on, okay? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's not easy. And she was like, I'm just, I'm cool. I'm good. I don't even want to dream. And I was like, no, we have to dream. You have to envision. And so we pulled it out and she started writing these beautiful passages because that's what we do. We write out this framework. It's customized to you. And she started writing these beautiful passages and I just kept, you know, pushing her along gently. And she was just like, I believe. You know, she got to a point where she believed. She met a guy two years ago, wasn't quite ready. He entered her life again at the end of last year. He started dating. They wow. started dating. They started just having conversations. She had made a decision to be celibate, which is major as an adult, you know, and he respected that. He was right in line with that vision. In fact, he cast an even higher vision for them. And two weekends ago, I saw on her Instagram, I woke up to the Instagram and in a text that she had gotten engaged. Wow. She got engaged. And she called me. She was like, Erin, this was a full circle moment. She said, I can't believe that two years ago, I felt like no one would ever want me again. And I was okay with being single. And she was like, now I know. Now mm. I, I can accomplish anything. It's like after you get that first manifestation, you know. Right. You know. The, the feeling of when you write it down and then you see it, and then you're like, let me try it again. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And then it happens exactly. again. Yes. I was like, okay, this really does work. And I'll give you yes. a, an example. I looked at, I shot um, Sisters with Tyler Perry earlier this week. And I, because the last time I shot, I shot with Will Packer on Ambitions. And and Jamie Giddens is the, the creator of that show. And I had a scene that I just was not pleased with. I was like, oh, that was horrible. That was and literally for six months. I had to go to my therapist about it. Like I did, did horrible. Like Will's never going to give me another opportunity. Even though I was in Will and Rob's first movie at FAMU, you know, all these things. And I'm like, I totally was like, I killed myself. I told my agent, oh, I don't want to go out. Didn't go on any auditions for six months because I thought I had done so horribly bad. Fast forward, they get to the season finale and they're showing the, the, you know, the teaser, the commercial for the season finale. Who's the first face you see? 
mine. <laughs> so then I look at the scene and I'm like, oh, wow, it was all right. It was, it was all right. <laughs> that wasn't that bad. So what I told right. myself going into Monday when I was shooting with, with Tyler Perry, I wrote down exactly how I wanted it to be. Mm. I wrote down word for word what's mm. going to happen, what's going to be the response, how I'm going to go into it calm, relaxed. And when I tell you every single thing that I wrote down on the paper on the morning of the 20th happened. Look at God. The exact way that I had written it. Wow. Line by line. Yes. And that was another clear indication that you can have what you want Yes. If you believe it and God ordains it. Period. That's right. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Any clearer. That's what it says in the word. It says, ask, believe, and you will receive. I mean, but we try to add all this extra stuff to it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't need anything extra. All you need to do is do what you just described. Have that vision. If you can envision it, and I bet when you were envisioning it, you felt it too. Oh, yeah. All the way. Because I knew I had come so far in my because meditation is like going to the gym it's a muscle it's a real it's a muscle and and I had started started to go to new levels that I had never experienced and I was like "Uh oh I think I'm here (laughs) because it clicks you know yeah it just clicks it clicks yeah can you talk about the click for you it's you know it's so funny the first time you usually uh see a manifestation happen in someone's life they're always like what what just happened what just happened? I don't know what just happened, you know? And it's like, you almost don't recognize that this is the thing that you've been asking for. Like, this is the thing you've been praying for. What caused it to click for me was the consistency of being able to sit in that space of learning knowledge and understanding. That's what you get. You get clarity when you decide to sit in meditation in God's presence, you know, and you get revelations. You start seeing a bigger, a bigger vision, you know, and that is when it clicked. It clicked when I was consistent. So that's why I try to encourage women, like, be consistent. You know, once you, you experience that manifestation that first time and it clicks, it's, it's a result of practice. Yes. They call it a spiritual practice for a reason because you're not intended to be perfect. It's right. not perfect, but we're not looking for perfection. We're looking for consistency. Mm-hmm. Awesome, awesome. Um, your purpose and your passion have now been married with this with this platform. Um, can you speak to that? Because a lot of people are in search of, I want to help people, but I also want to have a business and monetize. But how does that that marriage work for you, knowing yeah. that you're helping, but also that you're you have a sustainable business? Yeah, I think the first thing you have to do is find out what authentically brings you joy and where that passion is centered. Mm-hmm. You can't go off of what somebody on Instagram is doing that you think is, you know, everything. You have to look within. Again, back to meditation. When I tell you all roads lead back to God and spending that time with God and yourself, you have to know what it is that causes you to want to get up in the morning. You know, to you can't wait until Monday. Like, I can't wait until Monday. There was a time in my life where I used to be like, oh, <laughs> Right, right, right. I got to go back and sit with those people again, you know, around that conference room table. No, it's like I can't wait because what I do brings me life. It brings me joy. And so when you start seeing that, don't downplay that. Mm -hmm. It's probably going to be something that comes naturally to you. 
It's probably going to be something that people have been telling you for years. Girl, you are so good. At, you are. That is so awesome. And you've been like, oh, girl, that's nothing. I just, yeah. just, just you know, mm -mm. that's a sign and a signal. Don't ignore that. You got to pay close attention. And if you follow that authentic path, the business opportunities will start to reveal themselves. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. So what is next? I mean, you, you've had sold out conferences. You're able to change the lives of hundreds and hundreds of women. And, you, you know, in, in manifestation, we know that we can always go higher. We, I play yeah. this, um, uh, the dream game with one of our big sisters from Spring 90, Althea Lawton. And she taught, we had a dream game. And I was like, I was telling her my dream, but then she would, she would, she would grow my dream. She would grow it even bigger than I could even fathom it. But now I think like that. But sometimes you have to sit with somebody who believes in you at the moment more than you believe in yourself. Yes. So when you think of that, when you think of the dream of BWF or for Anne-Marie, where, where yes. are you going? Yes, I can tell you that right now, the vision that I can see for myself is being, becoming a New York Times bestselling author. That's what I dream. That's what I would love to do. And I'm starting to see certain manifestations happening that are building up to that. So one key one is I was just invited by the Uversion CEO to write an, a Bible plan app for the Uversion Bible app, an app I use every day. Right. You know, an app that helped me guide my way back to meditation, you know? Being able to write a plan for that app, I'm so excited. We have huge plans for that. We're gonna do an unveiling in Atlanta. I hope you can come. Yes. Um, we are gonna roll it out and it's gonna be lovely. Um, more immediately, I have developed a free masterclass it's called How to Create a Powerful God-Inspired Vision Ooh, and Transform nice. Your Life in 90 Days. Because I wanted to package what it is that I have learned in a bite-sized chunk so mm -hmm. that you can grasp it and start immediately. And so I have a link in my bio for registration for that. Um, I'm just excited about educating women. And I, I know that the more I put that out there, mm -hmm. the more that I let people know let God know, remind myself even. The word says, ask, keep on asking. See, yes. keep on seeking and you will find. And so I'm just excited about what I'm going to be able to find as a wow. result of this. Wow, wow. Uh, at Originelle, oh, what a gift from God she is. Hashtag Aaron saved me from me. <laughs> wow, what do, what, do, what do hashtags and just and, and, and statements like that, how does that make you feel? I want to say that it's unbelievable, but when I remember what God did for me, I believe that that happened. You know, that was true. So if he did it for me, I know he'll do it for you. You know, I know yeah. he'll do it for everyone else. And so what that means to me is that I must continue to be a conduit. Mm -hmm. That means that I have to be called to a higher level of discipline. You know, I don't just get out there and jog and run every day and do my green juice and do my meditation and all of these things because... I'm trying to like stay tight. You know, right. yes, I want to be tight, right? But I also realize people are depending on, on my ability to remain disciplined. So that means if I need help, I have to learn how to ask for help. If I need to delegate, I have to delegate. If I have to build my team out, I have to, to build my team so that I can stay focused in my divine gifting. Yes. Which is to bring clarity to confusion in your mind. Yeah. You know, yeah. that is my gift. Yes, that's beautiful.
Yeah. Uh, as we close out in just a few minutes, I have a few more questions. In the spring of 1997, you became a member of the Beta Alpha chapter of Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated, <laughs> number 24. That's right. Yes. Did Alpha Kappa Alpha choose you or did you choose Alpha Kappa Alpha? Oh, my goodness. You know, my road to Alpha Kappa Alpha started in seventh grade when I became a precious pearl. Oh, come on now. <clears throat> so Alpha Kappa Alpha chose me. I yeah. didn't even realize what a sorority was when I was in seventh grade. But I remember these women, they would come to my school and they would do these after school programs and they always had on pink and green and they were working with these girls. And I was like, well, how can I be a part of that? And they were like, well, you have to wait until you're in seventh grade. And I was like, well, I, don't, I, don't, I want to be a part of that. And then I learned, I learned. And there was a special soror. Her name is Sora Ross out of yeah. Gainesville, Florida, where I grew up. And she would take us on road trips to colleges. She took us to FAMU. She took us to Bethune-Cookman. She would take us and she would talk to us. And I would always see, she always wore that straw hat. You know, mm -hmm. those old school sores who wear yes, straw yes. hat. Yes. You know, they'd be pink and green down to the socks. To the socks, right? And the, the shoestrings. And the shoestrings. <laughs> It's right. That's and my that's mama. How she would be. And we would be like, wow, she has on a lot of pink and green. But, you know, it was her character and it was her love for us as middle schoolers and high schoolers that caused me to realize this is this is what I have to be. Whatever these women have, this is what I have to be. And when I went to fam, everyone was like, oh, it's competitive. You know, they have hundreds of girls at their rush. All of that went in one ear and out the other. I was like, this is where I have to be. So Alpha Kappa Alpha chose me, and I am eternally grateful. Eternally. Yes, we are. You know, y'all are my babies. I was their uh, co-membership chair, auntie, as they call me. To this day, they call me auntie, like 20-something years later. And I <laughs> yes. love, I love every, every moment of it. I love every moment of it. All right, two more questions. What is your definition of cool? My definition of cool, uh, I would have to say that it's being able to have a mindset that you are proud of, that you can represent not only to other people, but to yourself. Like, I know I can depend on me. Mm -hmm. You know, I can depend on I'm thinking what my mindset is and what I'm going to do next. I know that that's solid and that's sure. And so that would be my definition of cool. But how can people find you, my love? So yes, yes. at BWF Woman. Right here on Instagram at BWF Woman. Just click the link in my bio. Come join me in my new masterclass and let's do this. Awesome. Okay. Well, thank you so it. much. Yes, thank you so much. You know, I love you very much. I'm super proud of you. I'm so glad that we were able to to have this time together. And for those of yeah. you who are on, uh, I'll convert this to a podcast that you can hear on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, and all of those good things. Um, so I'm just really happy to have had you uh, on today. You're absolutely gorgeous. I'm proud of you. And um, I don't even know what to say. I don't even want to cry. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for your Thank time, you, my love. All righty. Thank you. Thank love you. you too. Love you too. Bye, everybody. Bye. Ski!